Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we're listening today. We, I'm out here. It's 11 o'clock in Canberra on a Sunday morning on a bye week. Coco, what it time is, is it in Dallas? It is 8 p.m. in Dallas Needles, and thank you for getting me at a, a much more humane hour. It's 8 p.m. and 11 a.m. I'm out on the deck. You can, might be able to hear some of the birds singing. I've got a coffee in my hand, and the sun is shining because this week... Some really, really big news happened. We were wondering whether or not we were going to do uh, a bipod, but we thought we had to because there are some important things to discuss. And we'll lead off with the most important, something that brought beyond a smile to our faces, I'd have to say, mutual squinting orgasm of joy across the thread. Uh, and obviously... Matt DeBoer re-signed for two years yesterday. Coco, what do you think? <laughs> Mate, I love Dutchie and I'm so glad to have him on board for an extra couple of years. Still in the leadership group, going strong. And I mean, basically, once we all heard that, I thought, well, that's just done. You couldn't get any better. <laughs> that's it, mate. That's all we needed to hear. But it was actually it was actually Tuesday. Uh, we, uh, Sparrow was so excited that he almost suggested we do a, an emergency pod then. And we all got very keen for it. And then we sort of, decided it would be better just to go to bed because work in the morning. But Stephen Canilio, after all our conversation, after we'd all given up, he has re-signed for seven years at quite a lot of money per year. Mind you, he's given up quite a lot of money per year mm-hmm. to sign with the Giants. I personally think that this is, this is not a turning point because we've had nowhere to turn, but it is an absolute outstanding plank in the Giants development as a club I think he will be a cascade for people wanting to stay if he left it's a real it's a dagger in the chest just because of who he is and the leadership and he's been there from the start and he is identified with the Giants but he stays my big call is that we'll win a premiership now within the next five years because of him staying other people will stay and the team will build it turning into bigger than a club the giants and it, it's canelio is going to be a huge part of that i agree with you uh in the entirety they're needy with those comments and uh it's almost like now's the inflection point of a chart that was trending up and now it's just gone exponential on the back of his signature i think i'm with you totally yeah, well, actually, I should just say, welcome the Giant Appetite to Never Surrender by the Squinters. This is our uh, pre-finals bi-week extra special emergency podcast. I'm Needles, your host, and I'm being joined by Coco, uh, original squinter and original podcasting champion with his new microphone. He's talking from Dallas. We're going to fill in a bit of time talking about the Canilio re-signing, even though we're in furious agreement. We'll have a little bit of a preview, big game on Saturday next weekend, and also some of the fan questions from uh, a guy called Nicky Green that I've been forecasting for a little while. He's got through with a ream of questions that we will need to answer and give the definitive responses to before next week's game. Uh, But Coco, maybe before we start to talk in about how good it is that Canilio's re-signed and what that means and what it could mean, I'm just going to, I took the liberty of going back through the thread just to pick up (laughs) what some of our colleagues suggested or wrote about their feelings about whether or not Canilio was resigning. And I just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page. And a bit, in fact, it starts with you, Coco. This is way back in June. I would donate a nut to get Cogs to resign. Which nut are you donating and to whom? <laughs> um, 
Mate, with the uh, with the rash of uh, ruptured nuts going around in the AFL, mate, I might need to give up both. We'll have to see if something strikes one of the Giants in the final series, mate. That could be my chance. Well, you're two kids now. You should be done then, shouldn't you? <laughs> well, we'll see about that, mate. Uh, well, look, let's say, I mean, that's a direct quote. If you want to resile from your comments, uh, or just I've been trying out like Trumpian sort of stuff, just not just lying about what I've said or disregarding what I've said or entirely contradicting me and it's quite liberating so if you want you can say I never said that and or wrote that and that's fine uh you did mention at one stage he's a ducking shit footballer anyway I think when we were wondering whether or not Coco was going to resign uh, sorry Lindo <laughs> was going to resign so that's definitely fake news in July, Sparrow said, if you're discussing Cogs on the pod, uh, you need to acknowledge, he, as, Spazzo, as he then was, we knew him as Dunsey till he uh, went, underwent the trans name change. Um, people will say it was stupid. This is after he did his knee. But you must acknowledge that it was pretty gutsy to play. He must have known he wasn't 100%, but he knew it was a big game and he backed himself to be right and put the team first. It backfired for him and the team, but shows he's... A, gutsy leader. I reckon he'll be, feel more obliged to stay now too. Wouldn't want to leave on that note without another crack at the finals. So there you are. There's a little oh, bit of... brilliant Sparrow. Sparrow reading the game. Uh, Bubs, this is on the 9th of August. Hate to say, but if Cogs was staying, he would have signed by now. Gone. Exclamation <laughs> mark and two crying emojis. Chinque, this is, this is on the same date. I'm still holding out hope. Dusty uh, re-signed after round 23. Sparrow, Kelly got it done pre-finals. Cogs won't leave. So, I mean, there's a few people who yeah. obviously... Uh, Coco, we don't need a Coldplay listening fuckwit in the team. He wouldn't get a game at the moment with Taranto, Toby, Hop, Zaki dominating and Stormy getting some midfield minutes. Lucky to be on the list at all next year with Cal Ward back. Thank you, next. Give me, give the bank to Lockie Witt at the end of next year. He's not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with him. Asterix, if he re-signs, I'll continue to love him forever. <laughs> Mal Michael if Cogs goes to St Kilda or Carlton good luck to him aka fuck off and die could have been something now you're just a fuckwit tell him to call me rates rates about Israel Folau on my good bloke meter having said that it's Mal's good bloke meter <laughs> uh, Bubs on the 13th of August Bit of banter doing the rounds that Cogs' relationship with footy boss Wayne Campbell is non-existent. Some articles suggesting Campbell will leave at the end of this year, a year early on his contract, hopefully enough to keep Cogs. They've ditched Wayno, apparently causing a divide with the players. Cogs clearly pissed off at him and for some reason the club reacts by water pistoling him. Or uh, I think shooting him. Uh, Coco, also Cogs better re-fucking sign. He just got this cunt sacked. Sorry, I'm whispering the swear words because I'm actually out on the deck and there are people walking past our footpath at the moment. Chinque, uh, <laughs> so Cog signed tonight or have we lost two for no reason? And Cogs hadn't signed that night, Chinque. Sparrow, 20th of the 8th. And then suddenly, I mean, it begins to turn. This is the 20th of August. I'm starting to feel Cogs has had an effect on our psyche. Buy you new cunt or fuck off. I'll do a language <laughs> warning at the start of this one. Yeah. Coco, Coco replying to Sparrow. I'm with you, Sparrow. Take your depressing music and fuck off to Carlton. <laughs> Cheese. This is on the 27th of August, 7.30am. So you'll note that this was on last Tuesday, early in the morning. I'm with Needles, and I don't know what he's talking about because I never said anything other than Cogs is a champion will always sign. Uh, Cogs is gone. Watched the Fox interview last night, and he has seemingly made up his mind. Just won't say. Well, he had made up his mind. Uh, if stay, you say. Bubs. 9, 10 a.m. 
Cog's definitely gone. That hurts. Hope not the Hawks. <laughs> Their supporters are the worst. At least Blue supporters are normalised to mediocrity. <laughs> Asterix, not definitely, technically, if he ain't signed by now. Maybe is a definitely. Coco at 10am. <laughs> what about a little pre-finals announcement? That's how Dusty did a few years back. I'm going to keep my eyes on any presses over the next week. If not by next Thursday, he's a skeleton to me and good riddance to the useless Coldway listening so-and-so. Chinque at four past seven p.m. that evening. He fucking signed. <laughs> Sparrow, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Never doubted him. Never surrender. Get Coldplay cranking. Bubs, I was never in doubt. Well played, Bubs. Cheese, never in doubt. Absolutely, cheese. Never back my. Fa- always back my favourite Giants player. Coco. Found out the best way. My beautiful wife at fuck knows o'clock to feed the baby. I think it's Cog resigned. Mask on seven more years. I'm throwing out all my CDs and listening to nothing but Coldplay from here on in. It was all yellow. <laughs> Growler. Late on this great news. Never in doubt. Do we think he was just holding out for a longer contract or more dollars? Lawso. Amazing news on Cogs. It made me unexpectedly emotional. I concur. I nearly, I got a little yeah. bit. Choked. Yeah, me too, As I mate. walked along the lakes of Copenhagen and 31 degrees, I pondered where I'd be in seven years and how many premierships Cogstorm and JK would take us to in the meantime without the dead weight of Leon Cameron, bracket, uh, Asterix, um, Tomlinson and Patton. And the Asterix was pending next week's result. So there you go. There is a whirlpool of emotions yeah. in 15 or 16 Facebook message thread posts on the day that everyone thought had given up hope it was announced that he'd re-signed. Hope springs eternal, needles. Yeah, um, I mean, talk a little bit longer. It was an amazing feeling of emotional happiness for whatever weird reason, but it was. I think it's a really big thing that he signed. I think he'll take us to a premiership. I think other people will follow him, and yeah. it's it's really really important for the Giants to have a player of his quality and stature commit for that long. Sure, he's committed for a lot of money, but as I said before, if you're giving up $300,000 a year, even though if it's a million bucks, that's still a lot of money, but 300000 is almost a third of that amount. Like it's yeah. big dollars not to sign. Well, it was, I, I heard it was- It's slightly three... more than I make every yeah. <laughs> three years. Um, but I heard it was like three, the difference would have been 3 million over the same term at Carlton. I mean, not to mention what they give you at Carlton under the table. So well, that's exactly, a very exactly. significant amount. And, and also, as, as someone had been mentioned before, the, um, the media money and feedback you can get yeah. living in Melbourne. Yeah, oh mate, it's it is huge. And did you see his um his it's press huge. conference was brilliant too. He spoke so well. Um, yeah, it, mate, it, it's awesome, unbelievable. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and congratulations to the giant and Dave Matthews. Um, you don't yes. want to say thank you, Cogs, but like we are obviously you can see how much your signature meant to us, and we were worried, and we were trying to cover our despair and with anger. And yes. some some certain of us got a little bit crude in that anger, and we all have yeah. to take it back now. But uh, yeah, we're in the grief cycle, weren't we? Needles? We're very much so. Pre 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 grief, but yeah, it's the best. It's uh, this is one of the biggest things that's ever happened for the club. Needles, I've actually um, put together what I'm hoping can be the uh, the Squinters Never Surrender official release about um, Cogs resigning. I've actually put a little written statement together. If I could oh. present that to you, and if you know, if it gets the okay from you, the official response. 
Well, absolutely. What I'll, well, what I'll do is I'll put it up as our podcast um, explanation instead of an explanation of what it is. I'll put up this. This is the. This is that's our only written outlet, so that can be our media release. <laughs> Matt, you've got to listen to it first. Read it and out. Give it read the it clear. All right, you ready? I'm oh, so ready. Can you shut that dog up or not? No, no, no. That's um, that's that's atmosphere. That's Canberra suburban atmosphere. All right, let's go. Look at the list. Look how they grow with you. And when so is this a media with... statement or a poem? Mate, could you please pipe down media needles? Yes, it's a media sonnet. All right, I'll begin again. Please, sorry. Look at the list. Look how they grow with you. And win flags with you. Yeah, they were all orange. You came along. I wrote a song for you. You signed your name for us. And it was called Orange. So then you took your pen. Oh, what a thing to have done. And it was all orange. Your foot, oh yeah, your foot and leg, don't miss going inside 50, I know you love to snag a goal. You know I love you so. You'd sprint across the ground to lay a tackle. Oh, what a thing to do. Because you were all orange. You crossed the line. 30 touches, three goals on a weekly basis. Oh, what a thing to do. was all orange. Your work, oh yeah, your community work, turns the club into something beautiful. And I know for us you'll be a premiership captain. For us you'll grow the game in Western Sydney. It's true. Look how they shine for you. Look how Jezza leads for you. Look how Mummy taps for you. Look how Zaki kicks to you. 
Look how stormy dishes off for you. Look how they shine. Look at the list. Look how they win flags for you. And all the things that you do. Ever anything needed a slow hand clap. <laughs> and I mean, imagine how much you could have done had any other word in the whole history of the English language rhymed with orange. But even Yeah, still, it's true, actually. Yeah, no words rhyme with orange. That is that is outstanding. The Thanks, effort that you've gone to. I mean that's not a media statement. That is a that is a poetical manifesto. Um, <laughs> bravo. I'd like to be yeah. very proud. Thank you, very proud. Just a little write and credit for Chris Martin for helping me out on that one. Oh, Chris Martin um, for arrangements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, arrangement, <laughs> arrangement credit. Um, well, look, I mean, you could probably go on and on about Cogs, but we just would be repeating the same things to us that we've done. Uh, the Heath Shaw chat. I reckon it would have been amazing to be part of the team because there was there was comments, and even Cornelio realised that he had he was having an effect mm-hmm. on the team. Um, but he was honest about it. it was a big decision and it obviously was a million dollars or three million dollars is a big decision to be turning back uh but the team were pretty bloody pumped he got a few hugs it must be interesting to go when you're sitting there as a team oh this awesome player he's re-signed that's brilliant geez he's getting a lot of money yeah it's interesting isn't it i mean obviously we played you know amateur football but that must bring a whole nother dimension to the uh to a team huge well, and I mean, I mean, the same. Those. This is just a, a little bit of a um, a tangent, but there's Alexis Sanchez who plays for Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Who did play. He's now got on leave to uh, Milan in Italy, but he was Manchester United's second highest paid player and wasn't playing. And every time a new contract would come up to be signed, someone the the agent would go. So this is how much Alexis Sanchez is on and my guy's less and playing and what are you going to do? Like, it's a really... I mean, it's a whole yeah. whole contract thing and the money thing under a cap is really, really interesting. But, yeah, it's fabulous. It's huge. Hopefully yeah. now. Now we turn our eyes to Jessica Cameron and Lockie Whitfield, which is silky segue, Jessica Cameron, Coleman medal absolutely. winner. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It was, it, was, it was so great. The boys got him there um, in the last round, wasn't it? It was wonderful. And, yeah. I mean, he what he hit sixty two in nineteen in two thousand and fourteen, and then this is actually his best. And he was out for a couple of games as well. Yes, yeah. I was worried that um, when Benny Brown kicked that ten, I was worried that they uh, had uh, screwed the pooch, so yeah. to speak. Well, apparently Jezza was watching the North Melbourne game on his phone before they were going out before the Gold Coast game. <laughs> he was he was well aware it wasn't a professional. Nah, nah, it's just about the boys. It was about the boys as long as they can kick it to me. I think it's uh, good for I think it's good for the boys though to have him win the medal. Oh, it's wonderful. It's good for yeah. the club. Like it's a, yeah. like the Coleman medal is it's storied history, right? And yeah. some of the great players have won it. Yeah. And a giant has won it. Exactly. I think and I think the team thing is to get out there and get Jezza the medal, which is what they did. Yeah, but he's also won it having the best team of forwards that he's ever had around him. You know, Himmelberg with the most mm-hmm. assists in the comp and Finlayson, who's been an amazing sort of foil. Yes. Uh, it, like, it, it's the whole, a, t- a champion team. Like, you can have really, really yep. good players, but if really, really good players have other good players as a team, working as a team around him, you'll do, you're going to do better. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, so if it, regardless of the result next week, twenty nineteen could have been better. I mean, injuries and sort of events so far, but without knowing how it's going to end, but. It is no longer like a total write-off. There are like there are certain steps have been made. Like it's we've got we've tipped over thirty thousand. It's been the biggest crowd average ever. Yes. Yep. Um, and it's better than quite a few rugby league teams and uh, just under the Waratahs and it's above Sydney FC and Canberra. Like the Giants have made steps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, as I mean, you talked about um, Matt DeBoer, but there was that thing going going around. Um, about all the all the players that have re-signed this year, and it's huge. You know, there's like um, huge. How many blokes was it? Was it? Uh... Well, it looked at me like three ranks of four. I can't remember, yeah. but like there was so at least twelve. But Himmelberg for five, Taranto's in, Hopper's in, Kelly's in, Canilio's in, DeBoer's in. Yep. Then Briggs, Briggs, Kennedy, Stormy, Connor, Iden. You know, they're all um, they're all signing a lot. They're all signing on, mate. Sammy Taylor, Flynn, yep. Lloyd, Reed, Keith. I said Kelly. Yep, Kelly. Yeah, it's been huge, mate. And I think that, that that's it, mate. That sets us up so well going forward. And then add a little flag into the mix this year, and we're uh, we're looking good, mate. We are looking really, really good. A little flag would be nice. Uh, there's, a few, <laughs> there's a few little bits to beats, but I mean, we were just talking about awards, um, and you put them down here, Jezza, with the uh, on with the All Australian. Hainsey, outrageous to miss out, but. Jeremy, I mean, if you're going to kick the Coleman medal winner and be an excellent combination of both Hawkins with your marking ability and yeah. your footy smarts and Brown with your ability to get up the ground, uh, Jezza, he didn't play, it wasn't at full forward, actually, it was Hawkins. Jezza was picked as yes. the All-Australian centre-half. Yeah, uh, I like Rubbo. him there. Yeah, and that's his second That's his second All-Australian. But he's that's had his best year mate. in terms of possessions. Um, he's got way up the ground. Yeah, he's been he, he's been very damaging. That game, um, that Richmond game where he got thirty touches and seven goals. You know, that's awesome. It is awesome. But I mean he's the sort of person I don't know what money he's on, but he next year, after his legacy of achievement, uh, he'll look across at Cornelia and go, Yeah. So Well, I think JC's already our highest paid currently. He's on like a million bucks a year, right? Like I mean we had I think um Tommy Scully came up initially on, you know, around that million mark and then yeah. JC sort of took that mantle. So we'll see, mate. Yeah, and I mean Whitfield is a super jet. Uh, yep. he'd almost be as important, I think. And as you saw during sort of the midterm slump when he was out, he'd be as important as Canilio, I think. Certainly the way that the ball moves and getting yeah. the ball around. And, I mean, it's hard to get... It's less hard to get a read on. Like, you wouldn't say, oh, he'll definitely... He's been there since he started, and he's really growing yeah. the team. But no one talks about him as leadership. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that'll be that'll be an interesting story in itself. I, I really, really like Whitfield. I think he's unbelievably dependable. Yes. Um, he can run all the day, and, he's, and his use of the ball is... In yeah. terms of what he offers on inside and outside, I think he's as important as they come. We've got... Like, Cornelio is oh, wonderful because of his leadership, and he's got great, uh, like, his inside ball is great. But Whitfield, I mean, the X factor is a stupid word, but he can do a lot of things as well as kick lots of goals. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He is brilliant, and he's extremely tough. Like, you mentioned his inside work, and he's like, he's like a wisp of a bloke. 
Um, but he um, he can his tackles stick and he takes big hits and he puts he his does. body in. Like, he's a very tough player, and I, I think that's um, one thing that you know gets overlooked because of how well he uses it. But he does. He has got the complete game. But I think too with this like the strategy, um, like you, you, if you got players that good, right? You need to have like a like that sort of like a big four. You know, it's like that sort of idea. You build your team around a couple of blokes, and so I think to me that's like cogs. Kelly, Whitfield, Jezza, and Toby. There you go. There's five. You know, it's like you have to keep those guys at all costs. Well, and Toby's then day. He's got, sorted he, out. He, locked, he was locked in for five last yeah, year. Yeah, like last year. Yeah, okay. So, you know, so it's like those two guys. And so we've got to really throw it all at those guys. And then, you know, the rest and then, and then sort of go from there. You know, Imagine that's... Cedillo and Toby Green as captains. Um, amazing, mate. Oh, my God. And Taranto, he was in the 22 under 22. He's my pick for the Kevin Sheedy medal. Love Tim Taranto. He re-signed this year for another couple of years. Yeah, uh, brilliant. I, I think he's a gun. He's been having to do it all by himself over the past three weeks. Hopper's coming back this weekend. I think Timmy Taranto work this season has been excellent. Yeah, mate, he has been unbelievable. He has been so, so he's good. He's tackling. He's ball getting forward. And, then of course, uh, so props to... To Tim Tarando, and then round 23. I'll just let you have at it. There was a guy, a little short guy, <laughs> second smallest player in the competition. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize Tom. that. Um, the man I used to call Caleb, whose name's not actually Caleb, <laughs> he's called Stormzy. Uh, there's one man in love with him, and I'll let him go. He won the Rising Star. Yeah, that was, um, I thought that nomination was um, huge. 23, um, t- 22 rounds too late. Yeah, oh, mate, he um, he played a couple of games last year, mate. I, I can't see how it didn't come through then. Um, but I have to say, I mean, the rising star, I mean, he didn't win the award. It went to probably a Melbourne player who was a high draft pick, I can only assume. Mate, if the, if, the, uh, if the award was called the rising supernova, it would have gone to Stormy, though. I have to say, needs. <laughs> but he has been excellent. He has been unbelievable and a really important part of the forward line. I think, um, like you mentioned, Himmelberg's leading the comp in goal assists. Uh, and I think Stormy is is right up there on that list. He might be number three or something in the comp. Is that Yeah. Well, just out of interest, was it you who tried to hack into the pod recording and delete the bit where Bub said that Stormzy was the least accurate player in the Giants? <laughs> what what happens, that? mate? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and but he's hopefully going to be in the team to we should go to next week. There is a big game next week. There's an elimination final. We yep. played an elimination final last year. We beat Sydney, and then went and lost to Collingwood by eleven points in the semi final. We've got an elimination final against the Bulldogs at the Beanstalk. We played the Bulldogs at the Beanstalk in 2016. They won by six points. We played them again. Only two weeks ago, and they kicked the bejesus out of us in the second half. I would have preferred to have played Essendon. I mean, you've got to play who you've got to play in the finals. You've got to beat the yeah. best teams to be the best team. This is going to be a tough game, but you've picked the team to win the game. Yeah, so so you think it's going to be a tough game? You think, Needles? I have no doubt it'll be a tough game. I think it will be better for our ins. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the, the dogs are riding high. The, the, the week off will take some of the momentum out of them, and our, we'll have a better momentum week just for what... The Canilio re-signing will do. I think yeah. the boys will be running around. You can't help but be running around going, oh, that's fucking wonderful. Keep me the ball. Here we go. But yep. the dogs have no problems going up and winning it at the Beanstalk. And they've been winning well. Yeah, mate, I've got to say... Um, they I haven't told been to the finals, you... mind you, for three, for three years. Yeah, really. exactly. 
we've got that experience and we, we do reasonably well in the finals like we've won a final every year we've played so that's you know that's good going that is um i gotta say though needles i told you a few a few months ago now that my uh cup was overflowing um and i've got to say mate i need to turn the tap off because i am drowning in honey at the moment mate i am very confident in the boys i think we um i think momentum i think in afl is is i think it's sort of finished at the moment i mean teams win they lose week to week you never know what's going to happen there's a bye week i don't think the um Bulldogs. I mean, I hope they bring their best game, you know, and I hope they really play out of their skins and we're still going to flog them, mate. I am very confident. Cool. We've got the... Um, mate, think about it, though. Since about round 10, you probably could have guessed we were going to finish in the bottom half of the eight. And so, really, we have been just cruising through and Mal brought it up on the pod a few weeks back saying that... Um, you know, sometimes Leon will be flogging the blokes at training, make sure they're ready for finals. You know what I mean? Like we really haven't had a huge game in the last section of the season just because we, we like the outcome for us has sort of been, we've been pretty confident in the outcome for quite a while. So I think the boys have been training hard and they haven't had um, they haven't had it like uh, we'll put it this way the Bulldogs have been playing playing for their season every week for the last month and put together a really really um, good bit of form um, but we haven't had that concern mate we've been sort of more or less locked in for a, quite a while most of the season really um, so we've just been gearing up for this time mate so our time is now right I'm on board <laughs> I, I'm convinced without any evidence which is perfectly squinterization, squinted, uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, love it. Thank you very much. That's a perfect justification yep. uh, or, or rationale. Rationale is a better word. Thank you. Bring on next Saturday. And do you want to know the 22 blokes that are going to get it done for us? I have been thinking of little else for the past two minutes while you went on that blurb. <laughs> All right, down back, I think yep. we've got uh, Perryman, Davis, Petrol, Shaw, Petrol, Petrol Perryman, um, Davis and Shaw, and then Haynes, Sammy Taylor, and Zach Williams. Exactly. I'll, I'll hit. Okay. Yeah. I'll hit the injury concerns um, at the end of the at the end of the team. Yep. And then in the guts, I've got Whitfield, Taranto, uh, Tomlinson on the wing, and then Mummy Kelly and Canelio. Up That's forward. A good fucking centre. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Oh, and shit. then um, up forward, Toby Green. Um, Jeremy Cameron, Jeremy Finlayson, then Bobby Hill, Harry Himmelberg, and Stormy Daniels. Um, so if those blokes aren't going to jag your 20-odd snags, mate, I don't know who's going to. <laughs> um, and then on the bench, Hopper, yeah. um, Sam Reed, um, with the potential for him to get a run-with role, maybe someone like um, Jason Johannesson, someone like that. Um, and then Lloyd, and then also Matt DeBoer. Um, and then I think you give DeBoer the job on the bond. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, that, I think that would work out well. Um, and then I think if Nicky Haynes doesn't come up, I'd put in Aiden Core. I think they're sort of, you know, I mean, Haynes is better, but they're similar style. Yeah. Um, and then if Cogs doesn't come up, I think it's probably Adam Kennedy um, gets the gets the in and then you can push Williams up into the guts for a few more minutes, you know, if needed. And also um, Toby Green can play a few minutes up in the guts. 
have you, got sent, a, have you yep. sent this to Leon? Because that's um that's a well thought out and it's a, it sounds it reads like a good looking team. Yeah, Matt. Well, I suppose, as long as you um, throw the pot up in the next day or so, I suppose we'll get it before the weekend anyway. Mate, Monday mornings. <laughs> Monday mornings. Here yeah, go. that's it, mate. So he's uh, probably he'll be he'll be taking notes Monday lunchtime, and then the team will be ready Monday Arvo, I suppose. And De Boer um, on the bond, you think? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I put him on Dunkley. Dunkley's now like a forty possession player, and Bond and Pelly is more like a twenty a twenty twenty two possession high impact player. Yeah. Needles, that is a great question because I've actually been on a, um, I've been going to one of the squinters to discuss this side over the last day um, with the pod coming up, um, and I was sort of thinking if only we had a bloke who was six foot four and an awesome runner with a huge engine who was a utility that you could play on a player like Bontempelli. Hmm. If only we had one bloke that fit that brief. Do you know what I mean? And then, so there you go. I know with Tomo, mate, I was talking a few weeks back about how, you know, he's the under-utilitized utility. utility and I think Bond under would Under-utility-tized. <laughs> yeah, we had a few more letters in there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Bond should be the perfect, like the, he should be the best bloke, probably in the comp to play on someone like the Bond. Yep. But and he's done he's, defense. He's, and he's not, but he's not going to. We can't trust him to do it. We can trust him. I just want to get. We can trust him to be excellent on a podcast. Did you hear him on the uh, footy fill during the week? No, I didn't. No, he's I really good. Got... He sounds like yeah. a really good bloke. He's he a legend, mate. His, yeah, he reads a lot of papers. So I sort of resile. Uh, I just on not necessarily footy ability, but certainly uh, comfortable with talking and making shit jokes and being funny about it. Ed Tomlinson really stood up this week. So yeah. Mate, and yeah, I've, I've got um, absolutely no doubt he's a great bloke, you know, but yeah. I mean... Whether or not he's yeah. a great football player. I know, that's the thing, mate. And, well, no, you know, the I'm, jury's in. Yeah, the jury is in, mate, and, you know, no individual's bigger than the club, so, you know, as much as I'd love to have the good blokes around, um, can't always be like that. But he should be the perfect matchup for the Bond, and we, yeah. can't, we can't give him that job, mate. And so now we're thinking, you're right, because I thought to Boar, yeah, I mean, he's our number one, but Bond, I mean, is he going to be playing more midfield forward? Is he like, because Bond's a pretty big dude, so is he a bit smaller? You know, exactly that matchup. And uh, so that, that's the question, you know. Um, and I, w- w- yeah, so... Yeah, that's the that's the that's where it's come to. So I don't know. So you're saying you think that um, we should put DeBoer on um, Dunkley, and yeah. what about the Bond? What are we going to do about him? Uh, back our our best players to be better than him. Yep, perfect. Right. I mean, if he he does get good possessions, but Whitfield gets good possessions, and yep. Taranto will get good possessions, and Cornelio, if he's playing, will get good possessions. So yeah. Right, Dunkley yep. gets lots of possessions, and the less possessions he gets, and he gets them forward. The less possessions he gets, the less forward they're going. Yep, yep, yeah, no, yeah, great. I'm, I'm with that. And I know we don't like to talk about this in uh, Giants lands, but what about a Plan B? <laughs> what if, what if the bond is off the, the, the chain? The alphabet stops at A. <laughs> Mate, what if the, uh, yeah. What if we need a plan B? I mean, if if the bond, you know, heaven forbid, do we? Do, what's our plan B? We do send the board to him, or well, the thing is, if you haven't trained for a plan B all year, uh, I don't know if a fortnight's long enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Or Sam Reed, like Sam Reed had an effective time, and he's bigger than bigger than DeBoer. Um, and... You think Sam Reed is? I thought he always looks pretty small. 
Yeah, he's bigger than he's well. He's, he's bigger than, you than think. I am. Okay. Yep. Okay. And I'm not small. I'm like yeah. What? No, you're not I'm small. Six, six one ish. Uh, yeah. I think he's slightly bigger than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got but, no. I've got absolutely no qualms with Sammy Reid on um on the bond. Just doing a job. Lockdown. Yeah, well, you'd need that. I love the, I love Reed and Lloyd. See, they're the blokes that are doing those, um, those. You know, they're the role players doing those jobs for us. So I would, um, yeah, I, I would happily put Reed on him, um, Lloyd, and then maybe Lloyd. You know, sort of keeps an eye on um, Joe Henderson or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm with you, Needs. I like that. <laughs> right. Well, job done. We're going to have a few squinners in the um, in the in the crowd on Saturday looking into the sun uh, holding their end up orange jackets and sunglasses so that'll be good they'll be able to give us uh, at the match perspectives it yep. will be I guess some of them will be have to be deleted if the result goes against us but with the the huge G up and voter confidence that you provided at what five or six minutes ago I think they will go in very very bullish yeah absolutely mate it's yeah uh, yeah as absolutely. long as we wear our home uniform and not white shorts yeah, well, I think too. Honestly, I think momentum in AFL is a bit of a myth at the moment. I, I you know, I think teams come out on a week-to-week basis. They're all professionals, um, and I think that we have had plenty of time to think about the finals, um, and we've been trying different things out in the meantime. You did bring up. Oh, actually, so this is just a quick segue, and then I'm going to leave it with you, and you can think about it and come back in sort of two or three weeks, just before the grand final. You said yep. that no, no one's bigger than the club. And we yes. were talking about Tomo. Now, I pitched before on the thread that I reckon that the GWS needs a new slogan type thing. It used to be stand tall, I think, in the early days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was, there's a bit of a giant in all of us or something oh, like that. Yeah. There's nothing going. Now, the thing that I was th- reckoning it might be worthwhile, and it was a line that Cornelio said about building the club and you want to be the club to be bigger, but it's a really important group of guys. And we often talk about how strong the club culture within the club seems to be and Mm -hmm. their fans respond to that the the barcelona football club sort of slogan is mas que una clubber or something like that which is more than a club and i was wondering whether or not the giants should be bigger than a club because they're trying to be something bigger than a club Oh, like yeah, it's not that's... just a football club. They are trying to be something big in Western Sydney and it's all about a culture and things like that. And bigger is like a giant phrase as well. And it's reflective of Barcelona, which is obviously highly ambitious and highly successful. GWS yeah. Giants, bigger than a club. I think that's brilliant, mate. What about if we're, if we're staying with the uh, Spanish uh, football superpowers, what about uh, Mui Gigante than a club? <laughs> Is there a massive Spanish uh, population in Western Sydney? No, nah, I don't know, mate. I was just trying to get giant in there somehow. Yeah, no, that's it was the good. Boyer, boyer, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that, that's just to think about. I think that's that's absolutely brilliant, Needles. I think that's um, excellent. I think we should go for it. All right, I'll um, I'll push it through. That's that's a that's unanimous. <laughs> now we got this list of. Really, really interesting questions through a few weeks ago from uh, obviously a, a pretty big and important fan, Nicky Green. He, he sent us through a ream of questions, um, and it would have been better, I guess, and less sort of uh, self-referential or something, had it been more than just you and I to to give our responses to them. 
But yes, I thought we'd hold them up until this uh, this podcast, so we had an opportunity to discuss them. Hello, the Squinners. I have a few questions about our setup with finals around the corner. Toby has been electric in the guts the last few weeks. With Kelly and others back and Delidio out, should he play primarily guts or half forward in the finals? Can we carry two rucks in the finals? If not, should Tomo continue as backup to Mummy? Otherwise, how do we stay competitive in that area? Seems like Stein, Stein, Steen, and Kennedy are battling for the last spot down back. Do we go with Kennedy? Well, well, do we go with Kennedy's experience mm. and rebound, or Steinstein, Stein's potential and size and speed? I think is, Petrol's gone past him. Is Steinstein Stein being groomed as a utility to replace Tomo long term? Love your work, gentlemen. Kind regards, Nikki Green. Well, what a very polite uh, email with quite a few interesting questions. We'll go to the top. Toby has been electric in the guts. I think he got 38 against the Hawks. Uh, or was it the Bulldogs? Anyway, in one of the losing finals, he yes. was the only blow who kept cracking in. Yep. Uh, with Kelly and others back, to Lydia out, should he play primarily guts or half forward in the finals? If Cornelio stays out, Toby Green yep. um, stays in the, in the guts. Yep. Because if he's, 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 I mean, he's a dunkley, his amount of possession and with his football brain, if you're kicking it to Stormzy, Bobby Hill and those other three, Jokers, Himmelberg, Finlayson and Jeremy Cameron, I think I think we might actually be able to get more potential out of him if Cornelio is not in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great... Yeah, it's, a, it's like needs-based, isn't it, for needs him? Needs-based. He's, yeah, because he's been so... He's so good everywhere. But like you said, Stormy is giving us so much and Bobby and the other blokes that, yeah, maybe maybe we do need him a bit higher up and especially if Cornelio's out. Well, yeah, it's not whether or not we need him. I mean, he's a, he's a wonderful forward as well. and he, Yes. Uh, but he's been kicking goals playing on ball, but him handballing yeah. it to Kelly and Whitfield yeah. or using his nous out of the middle, as long as he feels like he's, I mean, he's been injured again, he'll be coming back for the game, as long as he feels like he's all right to go. Um, maybe the guts. Yep. Yep. How much do you think he needs to be, like, and are we talking plan A guts? And then what if we've only kicked like three goals to half time? Then it's like, we'll throw throw Toby forward, something like that. You have to. Stormzy in the middle. A plan B. Toby forward. Yeah, the two words they don't like to say in um, in the Giants uh, coaching <laughs> meetings. Yeah, the Plan rest B. of the alphabet. <laughs> or what's next? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, more more through the guts early, and then I, I think to um, Lids. I'm not sure if Lids is going to come back, um, and you know, I'm not sure I'd have him back if he was available. Um, I think Lloyd's in front of him, but Lloyd sort of does play. I mean, if he's got a role, that's great, but. He, he doesn't play the role that high half forward as well as Toby, but I think, you know, I think he can do it. He's been really good, bombers. and I think yeah, he has gone awesome. past Delidio well and truly. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, yeah, not as good as Toby, but he does play that role. Did you pick him in the team? Yeah, mate, he was on the bench. He was on the bench, right? Him and him and Sam Reed are my two sort of utilitizing um, options. Yeah, in case of other utility. <laughs> doesn't deliver yes well, well speaking of can we carry two rucks in the finals if not should Tomo continue as backup to mummy uh, otherwise how do we stay competitive in that area I don't I, I mean again against Tim English who's going to be a good ruckman but he's not a great ruckman I don't know that it's as huge as big yeah. quote that's a pun of an issue but no I don't think we carry two rucks in the finals yep would you bring in um 
Yeah, I agree with you totally. What about if we pay Collingwood? Um, do we try and bring those? Do we do we bring in Dawson Simpson to try and stop Brody Grundy? Like, would that be the one game that we that we pick? Well, it Simpson worked, for it worked before. Yes. Um, if you're a Collingwood coach, say Nathan Buckley, do you think we've seen that work against us? Do we have another way of making that not work? However. I'm not sure if we play Collingwood at all. Oh, okay. Oh, well, actually, it'll depend. I mean, that's a long way down the future. But, I mean, if the Giants beat the Bulldogs, we play the loser of Richmond-Brisbane. Okay. So that yep. might not be an issue to have to think about for a little bit further down. But, I mean, Dawson was playing means... really well last year. He yeah, he hasn't been as good this year, I don't think. Yeah. But it did work yeah, against Collingwood, and so if you, if it worked again, you know, you, if it worked once, you can try it again. But you'll need something else to sort of add some sizzle or add some spice because they will have done their work and and worked out. Yeah, yep, ab- ab- absolutely. But I, I guess Tomo does continue as as a backup to Mummy in the ruck. Yeah, I mean, I wish we just got him out of the side, you know, earlier in the year. Played Jackson Hately on the wing, and then and then I think you can get like. I know, I know you don't like to use a good players in the ruck, but like Harry Himmelberg or like Finlayson, you know, just do a tiny little few minutes here and there in the ruck. I think would have been a... Um, uh, that would have given us a better setup at this time. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah. Stein, Stein and Kennedy are battling for the last spot down back. Do we go with Kennedy's experience and rebound or Stein's potential size and speed? And in fact, neither of them are in your team. So no, you've answered not. Nicky Green's questions for him. Yeah, um, you put yeah, petrol have, ahead I, of them both. Yeah, I think petrol. He's. I think he's been awesome the last month or so. Yep. I think he's done enough to nail on that down that spot. And then Kennedy sort of seemed to fall out of favour with uh, Leon, and then he, um, and then he what had that um, heart attack. heart issue, heart attack, um, heart leech. Not the ticker. Not the ticker, but the heart. Yeah. So purely, uh, purely physiological. Physical. Yeah, yeah physiological. absolutely. We, yeah, we can't. I mean, obviously, you know, we can't question his ticker. I haven't, um, ever. No. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I suppose we can't answer that question, mate. We got petrol. Well, the, come, well, the question come, has come been out answered. Of nowhere. If, if it was a choice between Kenny and Stein, Steen, Stein, and this is depending if Haynes was in, I'd have Kennedy. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I actually got core playing if Haynes is out. Um, but then I think if Canelio's out, I would then bring in um, Kennedy. Would then I'd bring in Kennedy for Canelio. Yeah, as a movement thing. Yep. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I mean, Kennedy's experience and rebound and Stein's potential and side speed. Potential's great, but potential's not exposed form. Um, yes. And Kennedy's experience, he's also got speed and, he, and he's, got, he's got footy now. Stein is a work in progress, yep. obviously huge potential. But still in progress, whereas Kennedy can come in and he's been playing well enough to do the job. IMO. Yep. Yes. Agree. And then the last one's really interesting. Is is Stein being groomed as a utility to replace Tomo long term? I mean, who can get into the brains of the coaches? Yeah, mate. I love that. I love where Nicky Green is at with that question. Do you think so? um, Do you think he is? Yeah, I think so. Well, you, you, for a utility, right, you need... And these days, there's players like um, the Bond is one we're talking about. I mean, if we're looking for a six-foot-four guy with a good engine that can go all day, um, and the we've got one the size that, of that won't do it. 16 yeah, and, rolls. 
Exactly, mate. <laughs> and I think Stein Steinstein is the man that can um, bring that for us, mate. And so then I think uh, I think so. And it's like that um, um, the Geelong bloke that was the steeplechaser, you know, Blitzarves. Um, you know, you bring across these sort of athletes um, and then gets that specific training into them and he could take the match up next year. I want to see him playing on the Bond. I want to see him playing on Dugowie, these sort of mid-sized, you know, strong but fast players um yeah i'd love to see see him playing that role um moving forward love it yeah i mean I, at the moment he looks like he can only play forward like the, the ball coming at him but yeah if he he could be destructive if you go although i think they're also looking at that irish guy uh uh i'd i don't is it i don't oh, callum brown yeah. oh callum brown yeah sorry um yeah. he looks like he he's got ability to go all over the place with with speed and explosiveness. Um, yeah, I think we need that role, though. You need that bigger bloke. You need that big, quick bloke, you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, but Callum Brown's a unit. Yes. Yeah, yeah mate. He's massive When because he, he got a couple of games, didn't he? He's, he's a big yeah. boy. Uh, well, here's another question that Nicky Green didn't ask you, Coco, which I'm going to just tack on to the edge of that. I understand uh, that there is a, another Coco Squinter. We've, we've had a Coco Squinter, what, in the past two or three months? Yeah, mate. The uh, latest edition came just over a month ago, oh, actually. Month ago. Right. Um, three, three weeks early, unlike uh, the baby cheese on yes. the way. Bloody hell. Developing some sort of personality, maybe a little bit too soon, maybe still sort of blobbly, but have you... I mean, obviously, Romac and Cheese are going to be asked this question, and we'll have to ask uh, Growler and Bubs as well, but what giant does your baby squinter most remind you of oh um thanks for the question needs um that is a great one yeah, I, told I you would have to say um he at this stage has got a looking fairly blonde actually which is blonde. a bit of a surprise because um yeah my wife's got red hair and so do i had <laughs> red hair in my youth and our first son has got quite a lot of red hair but this uh number two is looking more on the blonde side um strawberry blonde or blonde in, blonde on blonde um depends on the light right strawberry blonde sometimes but sometimes pretty blonde yeah right that's a bit like me sometimes if you look at some of my hair it might look like yes. it's ash blonde yes <laughs> Um, mate, but I got to tell you, the um, the newest edition, mate, he hit the contest with the, uh, birth canal pretty fearlessly and he came pretty hard at the contest and didn't back down. So I'm sort of seeing him as a little bit of a Harry Himmelberg, I would say, actually with that attack, attack on the ball and the blonde hair. Did he go into the, did he go into the contest frontwards or backwards? Cause Harry, Harry's got, <laughs> he's having to go breach position. Um, he came in, he, no, he came, came, hit it, hit it, hit it correctly. Very good. That's <laughs> Worth waiting for. Uh, excellent. Well, there, there we go. I mean, I guess yeah. that you'd have to you'd have to say that would have to say that was encyclopedic in its wrap up and address addressing of all the issues. Do you have any I've, more for any more? Yeah, I've just had. A, I've actually just got one more piece, um, needy, and I would love to get your opinion on this question. Poetry or um, is it? Uh, no, not that sort of piece. Just this is more just a sort of a sort of a just a standard question. Um, if you were to name 
if one of the blokes at the club had the nickname Rabs, would it be Steve Canelio or Jacob Hopper? That's my question. Fuck. That is so good. That, I mean, I've actually been thinking on it this week and I, I, I can, I don't know the answer, but I can relate a similar experience that we had um, at Sydney Uni. Relate the experience. That might give me context to answer the question. So, um, and Gee, this is sort question. of... It might be a first in best dressed question because we had the Bartman, as we know him on the podcast, yeah. he, under a previous life, used to go as Bardo. You know, a bit, a bit so, like your, your Sparrow Dunsey disjuncture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was Bardo when he first played for Sydney Uni and now he's the Bartman. Yeah, self-styled. And we had a bloke from Western Sydney, Tim Barden, came down to the club and he has been the NEFOR captain for Sydney Uni and he is an absolutely amazing footballer and a, prince. And a better bloke. I mean, he is such a good bloke yep. and we love Tim Barden. We do. Um, but the first night he came down to training and, you know, all the new blokes had to introduce themselves, say their name, say their nickname. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, um, Tim Barden, um, come down, come down first night at training. Everyone calls me Bardo. And Needles, you could have heard a pin drop, mate. The place was silent. And then after probably 30 seconds, there was just, ooh. And, and that was all just from Bartman. <laughs> mate, yeah. And so that was, I mean, that was huge, really, at the time. Um, and so I Were think... Were handbags and tears? Yeah, I mean, I really, it was, it was, um, there was, I actually kind of think how that ends. Because Tim Barden still gets called Bardo. Maybe yeah. they both get called Bardo. I don't, well, one's, one's an excellent footballer and a wonderful bloke. And the other's a squinter. But so you probably... Both just... of them, mate. <laughs> so what does that mean for uh, Steve Canelio and Jacob Hopper? So I, my only answer is, is I would do it what, when you come down to first principles and what do I prefer? So this is I prefer. I would prefer that Hopper's name, because he's from Leeton, I was sort of thinking like, and he's got a really go forward type approach to the football. And instead of the plough, yes. I, when I used to live in the Riverina, it was all about combine harvesters. And there used to be a broken oh. combine harvester under a tree on my grandfather's yeah. farm that we drive past all the time. And it was, <gasps> yep. and that was combine harvesters go forward and they just chop stuff up and mush it up and turn it into a product. And so I would like Jacob Hopper to be the combine harvester. And as that's how I will be referring to him when I remember about my own smartness. Therefore, yep. Cogs gets rabs. And also there's four words, four letters in Cogs and there's four letters in rabs. Yep. It's Mate, I'm on board with that. Shallow, self-interested, self-serving justification, but that's all I got. Well, it'll do me, mate, because when I hear exactly when I hear people talking about rabs, mate, I don't know who they're who they're referring to. And now when I hear people talking about the combine harvester and what a huge game he had against the Bulldogs next week, I'll know exactly what they're referring to. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, that is we're just we're just bang on the hour. I'm going to have to cut some of this to get the music in because I'm going to play Canelio songs and Coldplay songs and the whole (laughs) box of dice. If you want to get any questions to us for our a review of the 
because we'll, we'll be talking on Saturday night on about the doggies, or maybe if we lose, we'll talk it on Sunday when we've all got over it. The um, we're not going to lose, as Coco explained to us about. Yeah, we're home, mate. Just refer back. Uh, NeverSurrenderPod at gmail.com for all your questions, and even if you've given us answers to some of our questions, we are going to keep speculating. Uh, you've all been listening. We've been amazing. Coco, thank you very much all the way from Dallas. Look after yourself. We'll talk to you very shortly. Thank you, Needles. Never surrender. Never surrender. <laughs>